Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where normally we revisit all those amazing television series that only had one season. But welcome to The Hills Have Size, part two, The Hills New Beginnings. It's season two, episode one, y'all, and we are excited that everybody is back. It's good to be home. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we jump into season two, episode one of The Hills New Beginnings. And the very first thing I have to say is, where the fuck is my theme song? I was so upset because I had a tweet ready to go to you that said, I can feel the rain on my skin. And I didn't send it because they didn't play it. I am so mad. Like, first of all, the remake is like the remix is the best thing that ever happened in my life. Like it was 2019 was my summer of that song at the beach. I live for it. They used it last season. What's going on, guys? Where is the song? I'm very disappointed. And no song at all. And did honestly, they, they did didn't they even roll in intro. from Yeah, did they roll right in from Siesta Key? They did. There was yeah. no intro. We got no like the hills. We there was no title card, nothing. Okay. Well, that's probably why, but I don't want fucking Siesta Key stealing my fucking thunder. Fuck that I noise. <laughs> I watch both, but I'm a hill stan, obviously. I will say <laughs> because I turned it on live so I could live tweet that I watched the last like five minutes of Siesta Key. I I think I might have to check in. Oh, please do. You have a friend right here. Um, It's, I I can't tell you it's good, but can I tell you that you will loyally watch it and enjoy it? Yes. Yeah, I I, I think I'm, I think I'm, (laughs) I think it's a road I may have to venture down. Do it. Um, so we get no title, no nothing. We get, but we do get some hot Brody butt. We start with Brody in the shower. My first note is Brody in the shower. Yummy. Um, he's got a lot of new tattoos on the hands specifically, mm, like yeah. a lot of new hand tattoos. Um, and he's sober. He is. I could not escape the fact that the whole episode, but particularly in this scene, Brody looks so much like his brother right now. See, you. I saw that you tweeted that and I don't see it. It's the like longer Brandon. hair. Yeah. I always thought, I mean, Brandon's not ugly by any stretch of the imagination, but I always thought Brody was like a smoke show and Brandon was just kind of like, okay. So I think what I'm trying to say then is that Brody looks slightly, slightly less hot. Oh, a hundred. He needs a fucking haircut. Like yeah. no joke. I mean, I think I could handle... This is going to be controversial. Um, I think I could handle a man bun on him, like perhaps some kind of ponytail situation I would be okay with. But the hair down, I'm not having at all. Like a very princess bride, like nubbin, you know? Yeah, that I could do. Because right now, especially when he wears it like behind his ears and it's curled under, he looks like a penis or like Tweaky from Buck <laughs> Rogers, or like a Dutch boy. Like, I just can't, like, I can't get behind it. It actually reminds me of, I see them all the time, like, um, online, those little things you put in the microwave, the steam lady, where you fill it yes. with vinegar to clean your yes. mouth with the yes. sharp yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Yep, definitely giving those kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, and, and I have to give a um, mea culpa to Brody, Um, I did tweet at some point during the episode that I was like, there's no way that Brody actually listens to Black Flag. And I'm like, what a fucking poser with that t-shirt. I didn't realize it actually says, it must be Black Lab. Because it's the Black Flag insignia, but there were dogs on the bars where it would normally be. So I have a feeling the shirt actually said Black Lab. And it was like a play on the band. And so I'm going to give him a pass. Okay. Um, 
so he talks about how he's been divorced for a year. Um, and he's given up drinking because he said he had a lot of moments where he woke up and felt like he wasn't himself. Like he just wasn't being a good version of himself with, which is really admirable. Um, and pandemic is quite a time to, to give something like that up. You know, a lot of reality TV stars got sober during the pandemic. I will say, I think I also underwent a change in pandemic, not related to alcohol, but I think being at home almost made certain things easier. Yeah. Well, and I'm very curious to know because it wasn't, and I paid very close attention to the whole episode. Only once does Brody mention sobriety and it's later when they're painting the garage. Do we think he's sober or do we think he quit drinking? Like, is he still smoking weed, doing edibles, maybe doing a little mushrooms here? Like, I'm wondering what his level of sobriety is. It's I'm curious. Seemed- it seemed to be related to drinking. At least that was my impression. That's what I thought too. Like, I think he may have quit drinking, but still might partake of other things. But I guess maybe we'll find out. Right. So then, you know, Brody's talking and he goes outside and suddenly there's catering. The Mexican guy. Yeah. the name of the catering company. Yes. (laughs) I was just kind of like, oh, Brody was taking his time, (laughs) taking (laughs) a shower and the caterers are here. Yeah. Um, So he says he's done enough self-reflection that he's ready for life. And everybody starts arriving. Brody is having a party. He's Uh, having a party, yes. And the first people to arrive are my brand new Chunky Spencer, uh, who has become a total bear in his Gucci poncho. I'm living for it. Like, he just looks like like someone's Nana. I'm here for it. (laughs) Nana's Gucci. Nana's Gucci. I'm here for it. I love Chunky Spencer. I love the poncho. I'm here for all of it. Um, Heidi showed up with her new face. Um, I'm very sad about this because I feel like last season she finally started to look normal. Like everything had calmed down and she is so puffy right now. It's unsettling. Yes. So my husband joined me. um, He got home a little early and got to partake in most of the episode, actually. And he even said, like, he is not a Hills watcher by any means. He says, oh, no, she looks sad. Like He remembers seeing her face somewhere and that it looks so different. And I agree. I think uh, last season of New Beginnings, she had finally started to, like, look like herself again. Do you think, and I I think a lot of reality stars do this, and this is the only thing I think makes sense. I'm assuming that filming was announced last minute, that they were like, okay, guys, we're going to go ahead with this. We're going to go work around COVID and we're going to start filming. Do you think she like panic injected, like ran to the doctor and was like, oh my God, I have to be on TV again. Like shoot me up. That makes sense. She just looks very swollen. And I think a lot of stars like fuck up and like reality stars fuck up and do that. Like they'll get stuff done too close to when filming starts and it hasn't had time to settle. Mm, could be because someone I tweeted about it and somebody tweeted me back a picture like a picture they took of her at the end of the episode it's terrifying like I mean she doesn't even look like this she looks like a blow-up doll yeah like a blow-up doll that's like frozen like it's not good and it makes me really bummed because I thought she finally got into a place where she was happier with herself and wasn't fucking with her face anymore it's probably true because when you think about it you know, Spencer has definitely owned his weight gain and we'll talk more about it in the episode, but I can't imagine that Spencer really wanted to start filming like that, knowing what we know of Spencer and his love of jujitsu and other things, but no, but at least he like, what I love about Spencer is he leaned into it. Oh my God. He was the highlight of the episode for me. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well when Heidi and Spencer, cause as everyone comes in, they kind of all have these little 
some of them little sidebars. And what I thought was interesting is that Heidi and Spencer's sidebar is Heidi talking about like how hard the pandemic was for her because so many things got derailed because so many of their like projects fell apart. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, yes, the Hills got derailed for sure. Like that's the loss of income for you. But your other business is like Instagram ads and selling crystals. And I would think during a crisis, people who believe in crystals would be buying more crystals than ever. So I don't, and, and, you know, she's like, and the, the baby, we wanted to get pregnant. Well, the, like my, my sister-in-law is pregnant right now. Like, I know a lot of people that got pregnant during the pandemic. Like there's nothing else to do, but fuck and have baby. Like, I don't. Yeah, I know. I had like, the same. I, I'm, I'm confused as to what got derailed or what caused the derailment. I would think she had plenty of time to get knocked up being at home with Spencer. Yes. And I realized in case my sister and brother-in-law are listening to this, I should have said my sister and brother-in-law are pregnant. It's not fair to just say my sister-in-law is pregnant. They are both pregnant and we are very excited about the new baby. There you go. Uh, so Frankie and his wife also arrived. Frankie has also, Frankie put and Jen. On, Frankie's also put on some LBs. But let's be fair. Frankie is all people named Frankie, and I can attest to this, have a propensity to be chunky. So it doesn't take much <laughs> to pack it back on. Like Frankie's been chunky before. Yeah. He just looked... You know, and he's got I, a naturally round face. So like it for him, like it shows up more. I think it was also just like an unflattering shot of him as he was walking up like Brody's driveway or whatever, which yeah, I thank the Lord I'm not on camera. Also, <laughs> why didn't we get like they were at the party and did not talk? I know. We didn't get to, we didn't get to see what they put in the box. They didn't speak. It was, there was no Frankie. I like Frankie. There was no Frankie and Jen. I was sad about it. Yeah. So then Audrina arrives. She and Heidi start drinking champagne. They're champagne partners. Um, so she's been on lockdown and she's been isolated. And she says she got really sick. Did she have COVID? I, that's kind of what she implied, but she didn't say that. No, she didn't. And I feel like it would have made the press. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was weird. And she said it made her focus on what's really important. So I don't know. I don't know what she got really sick with. But I um, also, I mean, I probably am giving her too much credit, but I'm sorry. And I know MTV did testing and whatever, but if you already had COVID and it made you realize it's really important, shouldn't you be a little more concerned that your friends are having this party with like what, 20 people in their backyard, no masks, no nothing. And this is before vaccinations. Like this was filmed yes. last year. I, I am surprised that we didn't see a little like fourth wall breaking as far as like testing or like a, you know, same with Siesta Key, I don't think that we like we see them all hugging and hanging out. And it's like, I mean, I know they're in Florida, but <laughs> and I don't know if COVID applied down there, <laughs> but still, like, I'm surprised that MTV like didn't kind of like Bravo, I thought did a really good job with Summer House. Yes, they did do a really good job with Summer like, House. I thought they acknowledged it and they explained their procedures and you see the cast wearing masks when they deal with outside people and things like that. And I'm surprised that MTV isn't doing the same, but whatever. Well, and all of the Bravo shows, like, at least, I mean, it's not doing much, but they're wearing face shields or, you know, they're at least right. there's some like acknowledgement that COVID exists. And I, on this, other than a couple mentions here and there, you would never know we were in the time of COVID on the show. Right. So Adrena also says that her illness forced her to listen to her emotions and think about how she wants to be treated. <laughs> um, I feel like some producer came up with that for her. Yes. I don't think that she had an epiphany about that at all on her own, but okay. I also think that's been Audrina's storyline the entire time we've known her. Was Since it Audrina? the dawn of time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Audrina is finding her voice and she's not going to take shit. It's like, okay, <laughs> you got it. 
Um, so then Brandon arrives. He's been bored and stressed and he and his girlfriend broke up apparently. Jason and Ashley, nothing, no real sidebar on them, right? No, no. We, the only other sidebar we got was um, Justin Bobby. Yes. So then Justin arrives and <laughs> is the most Justin version of Justin that ever Justin. He says that lockdown scared the shit out of him. And, you know, to him, freedom is everything. So he snuck into Mexico and did what I did best and split. Um, I, first of all, you don't have to sneak into Mexico. Like, a, my, well, I have a client who went to Tulum four times during quarantine. Like, you can just hop <laughs> on a motherfucking plane, Justin Bobby, and fly your ass to Mexico. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who he snuck in. But, um, oh, poor you. Uh, so you had to go live in a resort town in Mexico during COVID. Like, I do not feel bad for you. Like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. The, the freedom is everything thing really bugged me, too. Like, <laughs> I get it. We all had to sacrifice. We all had to be at home. But, like, our freedom was not exactly denied. Let's not take it that far. No. Um, also, I feel like he's trying to take this whole lone wolf thing to a whole nother level. And I find it hard to believe that you're a lone wolf when you were sporting like quite the blowout in your confessional looks. <laughs> yeah. He also is like a better at a smoky eye than I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's gorgeous. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, come on, dude. Like, whatever. I'm sorry. I tweeted it and I stand by it that he looks like a character from what we do in the shadows. You are 100% right. I also find a lot of those dudes sexy. Um, but, but I want to know where all this money is coming from. Like, I don't think he, I mean, maybe he still does celebrity hair. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, he seems to have a lot of money. I, I would love to know where it's coming from. The Hill salary can't suck at this point for him. I also see I Justin. One year. I know. He only got paid for one year. In 20, they filmed in 2018. Yeah, never mind. I also see him as a dude whose expenses are relatively low. Like he's got his motorcycle and his jean jacket. And it's like all he needs in life. He's got like four cars. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he drove like a like a vintage Charger to Brody's. And remember, he had the like he had the El Camino before. And I think his clothes are very expensive. Okay, you would know. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's money coming in somewhere, and I would love to know where it's coming in. Perhaps that's a deep dive that needs to happen then. Maybe. Or, or maybe maybe you and I are keeping him in business. You did give me his lovely shirt. <laughs> that shirt has funded him for years. Yeah, I wear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then much to, I think I had read that she was going to be involved, but it was a pleasant surprise, I think, to see Caitlin also at Brody's party. Um, and With even her though- Caroline. Oh, okay, I missed that. Um, and even though they're divorced, they have decided to stay friends. Um, and they both stand by the fact that they think being, you know, divorced now was the right thing for both of them. True. And I, I mean, do we think that they're friends so she can be on the show? Um, like, do we think they'd be as good of friends if she wasn't part of the show? I don't think they would be as good of friends if there weren't this like business interest. No, but I did get the sense that it was kind of like a hippie Malibu divorce where they really wanted to like still be a part of each other's lives or whatever. I, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true because like um, Brody's mom and Caitlin yeah. were friends after their divorce and, um, and his mom and David Foster, I think were 
friends after the so i mean yeah so i mean i guess if you're around it it just makes sense i'm used to people who get divorced and it's scorched earth so i just am not correct know, that's all that's all that's all i grew up with so yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but i also want to just say that like i like caitlin like, i she's, like she's just a very like calming presence like i feel like she would just be kind of interesting to spend time with i like her on tv um yeah, but i mean I, i'm very glad she's on the show do not get me wrong i wasn't yeah. saying and i do like her um but i just it just seemed a little straight like i'm wondering like were they hanging out the whole time or was it like oh we're gonna hang out now because we're filming i don't know yeah i guess we'll never know no so then Brody and Audrina have a conversation and I will be honest that I didn't pay that much attention to this. Oh, um, I, I feel like when it comes to Audrina's love life, I'm very tuned out. All right. So basically what went down is they, they did a little flirty McFlirty. I mean, it's, it's like Brody and Lauren all over again. Like I don't buy this for a minute. I don't think that they really had a thing. I think it's contrived for the show. And basically they were implying that they were getting kind of like, kissy facey before COVID happened. And okay. then Audrina ghosted him. Okay. And she was like, I'm dealing with stuff. What I was dealing with some stuff and I'm sorry, whatever. But again, I don't, I feel like this is Lauren and Brody all over again. Like, I don't think there's really anything there. I think it's all for the show. Okay. I mean, I assume so. And maybe that's why I wasn't listening. And this is when you tweeted something about Audrina's lips. And I was actually wondering if she did something to her teeth. I don't think so. I think that she is suffering from the Heidi, I'm going to be on TV, I'm going to quick and run and get filler. And mm-hmm. her top lip is too big. Her, her I mean, speech... it could have been that she got something. Maybe it is her teeth, like adjusting to, to new teeth, but her top lip looked too big to me. Her speech sounded a little different to me. I'll have to, we'll have to scope it out in the next episode. Well, yeah, we'll have to compare last season's mouth to this season and see if her teeth are different. Because I know, like, on, um, well, not a lot of people, one person on Bitch Test claims, tries to claim that Marge's on New Jersey Housewives mess that's going on with her mouth right now, where she looks like a trout mouth, is because of her new teeth and not because of plastic surgery. So, you know what? I am seeing our dentist next week. She's coming in to get her hair done. Okay. I will ask her. If it's yeah. true that like new teeth could make that happen to your face. Okay. There you go. Boots on the ground. So then Brody lights some sage mm-hmm. and he has asked everyone at the party to bring something to bury. Yep. So, you know, it's kind of interesting because they're implying that like now that COVID is over, which at the time it wasn't, but I like that they're kind of, they're stepping forward, right? Like after everybody has been through this pandemic, what's something that you want to put behind you? Um, and I, I find the idea kind of nice actually, <clears throat> but back to that hippie Malibu thing, you know, it tracks. Um, and Brody buries alcohol. He buries a, a very bottle. expensive bottle of tequila. Yep. He says that he took a step back from work, which he primarily earns money as like a club DJ now. Right. Like his band. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, the only, I mean, I, I feel like you're forced to take a step back from work if that's your job. I mean, all the DJs I know, I mean, some of them were trying to do stuff on Twitch and maybe do some like paid live streams, but I don't think he had a choice but to step back from work. Right. But he said that he was so tired of apologizing for dumb things that he felt like he could prevent. And he hurt a lot of people that he loves, including Caitlin. Um, and then Brandon steps up and he buries a hundred dollar bill. 
Oh my God. I wrote poor little rich boy. Like, fuck because you, dude. according to Brandon, he cares too much about money. Ew. Ew is right. And yeah. uh, like, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I got actually someone gave me flack for this because he says at one point that like later he talks about how he was really worried about like he, how he was going to pay for his house and, but, like, I'm sorry, but I'm sure that your parents gave you a lot of money for that house. And I'm sure your parents would happily help you out of whatever situation you're in doing the, according yeah. to the pandemic. Like, yeah. uh, you have nothing to worry about. And like, to think, I mean, there are homeless people on the street, like people without jobs, and you're throwing away a hundred dollar. Like, talk about fucking tone deaf. Like, give I know. me a break, dude. Give me a fucking break. Also, bury a hundred Monopoly dollars and donate that somewhere, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my husband said, what's his job? Which is such a, like, grew up in DC question, especially to ask <laughs> about someone on television. And I said, oh, that's, that's Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson's son. And my husband said, is that a job? And I said to him, I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm here for the fact that he's brought back um, his stupid hair looks for confessionals. And I'm oh, here for it. Yeah. He looks like something out of Crybaby. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I know that like mullets are allegedly having like yet another comeback, but he's, he's really leaning in. He is. And I thought he was technically a model last season, but whatever. Actor. actor. Oh, Mo okay. Model okay. turned into actor. Cause remember, I think that he was in like Atlanta for forever shooting something. Sure. Right. Um, so then Jason, who my God is a smoke show. Yeah. This, yep, yep, yep. this man, and you guys know in the original series, Jason never floated my boat. He floats it and then some now. Yeah. Holy hell. And he steps up and he buries a bottle of Adderall because he had a relapse somewhat recently, but I want to say at this point, it's been over a year. Um, well, he says in the show, he's been clean for a year. Now, I don't know if okay. that means clean as of a year. Oh, no, he's actually, when he buries it, he says, I've been clean for a year. Yeah. So he, it was a year then, which I think they filmed, what, last fall? So yeah, year so and a half clean now? Yeah. I was shocked he still had Adderall on him. I wonder if there was actually Adderall in that bottle and what Ashley thought about empty. that. It was empty. It was an empty pill bottle. Yeah, oh, and I bet it? it didn't even say Adderall on it. I bet he just grabbed a pill bottle and was like, I'm going to bury this. Yeah. Um, but I still, I, I find Jason's discussion of his addiction really admirable. I do too, but I'm a little like he has fallen off the wagon a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He a is. lot. Well, and it, that's not his only addiction. Like it's been alcohol, it's been Adderall and gambling. Oh, I forgot about the gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about the gambling. Yep. Um, so then Audrina steps up and she kind of lost me. <laughs> she, she buried, right. So she says she buries her little black book, but it's a little white book, right? And it's a big white book. Yeah. And she says, which represents her past. And like, she basically says she thinks that's why she always has problems is that she always goes back and she needs to look to the future. I mean, what she really needed to say was, I am going to, from here on out, not keep dating the same guys, three guys I've always dated my whole life. Right. Sure. And she kind of voices that more eloquently later in the episode, but it's like, huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean the I littlest black book, it would only have three <laughs> names and numbers on it. Like she could just, 
I know. I mean, Justin, Bobby, Ryan Cabrera, and Corey. Yeah. I was trying to think of what I, like, would represent that better, and I couldn't come up with anything, but she she just kind of bungled it because it's Audrina. Yeah, true. So then I actually don't know what Justin buried. Oh, okay. So Justin Bobby buried a chain, but it was like a necklace. But the chain was supposed to represent like shackles because he learned that he wants to be a nomad and just like not be chained down to anything. And I could have fucking told him that 10 years ago when the first Hills was on, you idiot. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. For Justin Bobby to imply that he has been shackled by anything is foul yeah Yikes. well that's his thing so he's like really no. embracing his nomadness no. also this idea that justin bobby thinks that he doesn't have freedom good god good god read read the news read a book like learn anything please yeah oh god okay so then spencer my hero <laughs> <laughs> he steps up to the box And he says that before the pandemic, he weighed in at 170 pounds and he is now 215 and he buries a pot pie. And I've never felt closer to Spencer. (laughs) I was here for, I'm also a little shocked that he went down the pot pie road because previously he was the burrito king. That's what I said. I was trying to explain that to my husband. I said, he goes down like, like obsessions, but it wasn't pot pies until recently. And honestly, I mean, a burrito has more calories than a pot pie. Yeah. He must be eating more than one in a sitting. Pot pies? Oh, I bet he's eating 10 a day. Yeah. I mean, 45. I mean, I could. Yeah. 45 pounds is, that's, that's a lot. Um, And then Heidi, for fuck's sake, she buries her birth control. And then she goes on and on about how a baby is such a blessing. And again, I don't understand why that couldn't have happened, you know, in their eight months at home together before filming. I don't get it. And they were trying to have a baby last season, which was 2018. Like, just have the fucking baby already. Like, Does she not want to be pregnant and film? No, I think she seems like the type that would love to be pregnant and film. Me too. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Also, can we talk about the fact that there has been no mention whatsoever of Misha, which is not surprising, or Stephanie? And I bet we won't get a mention of Stephanie at all. One iota. And where's Whitney? Oh, yeah. I think I thought Whitney filmed some stuff with them, but maybe I read that wrong. I think so, too. So I think she'll show up later. But I think she's like friend of. Yeah, which is a bummer. I didn't really miss Stephanie. At least not oh, I don't so. either. I think it, well, but the only problem is that now that Stephanie isn't around to cause drama with Spencer, as we see later from the scenes from the season, Spencer's and Heidi are now causing drama with everyone. Right. Yeah. Which will be fun to watch, but I kind of liked it better when it was just directed at Stephanie. <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. You know, easy target, less yeah. messy. Yeah. Um, so then the party is over and I'll say the next day, but who knows? We go to Spencer and Heidi's house. It's the same house as last season, if memory serves. It is. Yeah, it's the same house. And Spencer is making himself an espresso, and his setup and skills are impressive. Yeah. I I was a little jealous. 
you know? I had to stop following his story, watching his stories on Snapchat because it's, they were even before the pandemic, it was all him making espresso every morning. Yeah. To very loud rap music. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't need that, but I thought, you know, he was doing a good job. He yeah, was doing he it knows, the right way. He knows what to do. Yep. So then Heidi gets home and they officially live in the house of Gucci. What is going on with them and Gucci? It's the hot thing. What do you mean? Like what's like, what all the kids are wearing Gucci. Like it's the, it's the hot brand of the moment. Oh I don't, God. I mean, at least it was then. I mean, don't you know that like when, like, so when high school and middle school kids say something is cool now, it's, they Gucci. Say it's Gucci. Right. They, I why. mean, they wore, they put Gucci on Gunner a long time ago. They just have a thing for Gucci. Yeah. Well, Heidi was wearing her Hermes belt at the party earlier. So. She wears it in one of her confessionals, I think too. Yeah. Um, I will say I loved her Gucci cardigan. I thought it was really cute. Yeah. It was, it was really cute. It was gold. I, I want it. Yeah. Um, so then of course she, you know, Spencer hasn't even had his espresso yet, or it's an afternoon espresso, who knows, but she starts talking again about making babies and Spencer in his confessional again, just cracked me up the whole episode. And he says, when it comes to making a baby, Heidi is Delta force, a squadron of making babies. She has charts, apps, diagrams, timetables. She's on a real deal strike mission. She buried her birth control and she means it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Heidi says, I'm glad that we're halfway on the same page. Um, I don't think that's how that works, but I have no doubt they'll have another baby. So whatever. Although she's still not pregnant now, is she? Not that I know of. No. And that was six months ago. Right. More than six months ago. Well, and she did say that like she fears getting older and that kind of stuff, which I suppose is real, but I don't remember them publicizing the fact that they had trouble the first time. They didn't because later in the episode, remember, he says like last time we literally decided we were going to have a baby, had sex the next morning and Heidi was pregnant. Yeah. And he's like, and she thinks it's going to happen that way again. And when in fact, we all know, he's like, I think that was just a really special thing that happened once. And that's not the way it usually works. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see Caitlin and her dog go visit Brody and his dog. Oh, well, first you forgot to mention that Heidi bought like 30 pregnancy tests. Oh yeah. Oh God. Like, I'm like no joke, like 30 of them. I feel like Heidi has sex and then instantly goes to pee on one. <laughs> That's what she did in the later in the episode. That's exactly what happened. That doesn't work like that. No. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so Caitlin and Brody are, you know, having their dogs visit one another. And Brody says that he thought they were going to go hiking. And I had put in my notes, like Caitlin looks like she's going hiking, but not. <laughs> First of all, we need to talk about what she's fucking wearing. Yeah. With her like jean culottes with a tuxedo stripe down the side. I'm sorry. Like I know all that shit is coming back. I I am not here for it. It is hideously ugly. Stop it. Just stop it. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm struggling with the trendy denim of the moment. I will say I can lean a little into some new styles. Like I'm not skinny jeans or die, but I'm not. I'm not doing culottes with a tuxedo stripe. No, no. I mean, I'm also not a twig like Caitlin. So. I will go so far as to say, like, it's tolerable if they were floor leg, like regular jeans, fine. If you want to wear a fucking stovepipe jeans, that's on you. But culottes? No. No, 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 no. Yeah. I also love, 
the word culotte. Like it just implies something that like makes me cringe a little bit and like reminds me of a mother. Um, see, to me, it <laughs> reminds me of something like that you would call like some kind of fancy jello salad. Right. That's what I, it like, like reminds yeah. me of someone like, older. culotte to the barbecue. <laughs> like something like with a lot of like marshmallow fluff in it. It kind of reminds me of something that like Rose Nyland would say on Golden Girls. Like hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. She also wore a lot of culottes on that show. So there you go. That's why I associate it with someone older than. <laughs> so they again talk about how their relationship ran its course and she does kind of talk about her relationship with Miley but she doesn't name Miley in the conversation no but she says that the relationship she got into with the woman after ending things with Brody was like really unexpected and it was something that she didn't know she had feelings for someone until it actually happened to her and it happened fast um And she also thanks him for taking accountability with his drinking stuff in front of everybody. And she says, you know, that it wasn't their only problem, but it was part of it. And she got, you know, she felt comforted by the fact that he admitted it to the people who knew both of them when they were married. And then Brody says that the pressure of the marriage caused him to drink. And then Caitlin says in her confessional, she thinks that's a little bit of a scapegoat for Brody to say that it was on her. and then as they continue to talk about you know her hot girl summer he says quote that whole lesbian thing was gnarly that was super insensitive in my opinion i appreciate that they got separated by choice and maybe his you know masculinity was a bit damaged in the wake of it but Caitlin has given interviews about it. And she basically said that it was like a horrifying and confusing time for her. And it's something she didn't feel until she was well into her thirties. And then, you know, she enters this new relationship. It's exciting. You know, Miley is like a tour de force. And then Miley kind of broke her heart. So for Bright, for Brody, just sum it up as that was gnarly. It's like, bro, come on. That's, it's not great. Well, what I, what my, hardcore eye roll about this whole thing was that he when he says like the lesbian thing was gnarly and then he says like i didn't even know that you liked women like that yeah and i'm like excuse me your whole deal was you guys were having threesomes all the time yeah what the fuck yeah you didn't have an inkling when she was like muff diving right in front of you that maybe she's like a little into women i don't like what the fuck yeah i also sense to me yeah, I'm straight. And I feel like if Miley Cyrus looked my way, I would question it too. Like, <laughs> but not even know. that. I mean, they, they had multiple, multiple threesomes. That was like their whole thing. And it was, I mean, it wasn't two guys and a girl. It was two girls and Brody. Like, and I, they were doing stuff together, I'm sure. Like, I don't think it was just like Brody laying there and they were taking turns with him. No, uh-uh. So I, they, I fell over when he was like, I didn't even know you were into girls like that. I'm like, what the fuck? And she right. even, she was like, come on, Brody. Yeah. And it was like, it was more about his pride than it was about her discovery about herself, of course, you know, cause. Well, and I think it was, he says this is that it was really hurtful that he found out on social media and she didn't say like, by the way, I'm bisexual now and I'm dating Miley Cyrus. Right. I think the other thing that was a shock for him too, and I may or may not be right about this, but. I always thought that because they lived in Malibu, Miley and Liam lived in Malibu when they were married. I think they were all friends. Oh. I think they were like couple friends. They got divorced. 
Brody and Caitlin got divorced and then the wives, that's why he and Liam kind of, I mean, I think they kind of bonded on social media after that, but I feel like they, you know, there's that, that group of Malibu people. And I felt, I think they were kind of in it together a little bit, maybe not friends, but acquaintances. That makes sense. Yeah. So then after this whole conversation where she talks about Miley without talking about Miley, um, MTV brings the episode back by playing Miley Cyrus prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Sick burn MTV, sick burn. And Heidi is setting up Audrina with Sean Stewart. Yes. Audrina goes over to their house. They drink more champagne. Um, and help Audrina get ready for this date, right? Which, fuck this noise. Like, so she needed help picking out a black bodysuit and some jeans. I know. And brought a whole garment bag full of shit and came and settled on a black bodysuit and some <laughs> jeans. <laughs> she paid a stylist for that. <laughs> like, fuck. And by the way, what happened to her stylist? Remember her stylist friend from last season? I know. Where did we'll she go? Why isn't she helping her pick out this outfit? I don't know. And Spencer, I'm sorry to say this verb, he kind of waddles into the room. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) He just, he like sauntered in a way and was like leading with his belly. Um, And then he wants to know like what happened with Brody, like fake, fake, fake. And then she ends the scene by saying that like she doesn't kiss on the first date. (laughs) Um, Well, we do know what she does do on the first date. Right. (laughs) Starts with finger, ends with bang. <laughs> Which actually at a time of COVID is probably a much safer move. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Germ free. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can do that with the face shield on. <laughs> a mask. You can do it with a mask on. Yeah. Um, so then Brody, Justin, and Brandon are painting over a mural in Brody's garage. Is that what's happening? <laughs> Yes, that's part of his. I, I don't. I don't know if like Caitlyn. Who knows what the history of the mural is? But somehow this repainting of the garage mural, all white, was like a new beginning. Okay. Um, and then Brandon says he's never used a paint roller, and I fell off the couch. Um. Okay. Full confession. I myself had not used a paint roller until maybe six or seven years ago. Okay. I was fully in my forties before I used a paint roller. Interesting. Okay. I've never painted anything. And I only used the paint roller when my friend's child nicked one of the walls at my beach house. And I like in a frantic panic had to like fix it. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. When I had my apartment painted, I had painters do it. Oh no. I've, I mean, I paint things myself and I have painters do things that I can't do, but I started like, I refurbished a piece of furniture when I was like 20, but I think I used to help my mom paint too. So, okay, never mind. But basically Brandon's just never done a goddamn thing is what it no. amounted to. And that's yeah. what made me fall off the couch. Like he doesn't know a day's work in any capacity. I don't expect well, him to be like a construction true. worker, but he doesn't do anything. He knows how to lay around and look pretty and get paid for it. Fine. So... Um, okay. Brody says he's sick of feeling like shit all the time. He's 37. Now someone asks if there's a new chick with his sobriety. And he says, women are the last thing motivating him. 
Um, and then we hear about Brandon's relationship with Daniela. Um, and things got serious too fast. They kind of like moved in together because of COVID apparently. Um, and then they split and he misses her so much and he's really struggling. And he moved her in after three months. Yeah. The first time. Um, it is horrifically apparent to me, and I don't know why it isn't to Brandon's therapist, that he has all of these nutty, like, love bomby needs, neediness stuff because of his parents' shitty marriage. I know. Like, it's so apparent. Like, I don't, like, just get some therapy and get fixed, and then you won't have to become so attached to these women so quickly. And then probably also get bored of them very quickly. Yeah. Isn't he also, like, 23? Yes, he's very young. Yeah. No, that's... He's in his early 20s. I don't know if he's... He might be a little older than 23, but not much. Because he was, like, the show was filmed in 2018. He was definitely 21 last season, right? So, yeah, maybe he is 23. He, yeah. 23, 24, something like that. Yeah. I mean, put him next to a 37-year-old divorced guy and he looks a little, (laughs) looks a little immature. It's kind of, it's a hard sell, but yeah. So then Audrina is on a date with my dad. (laughs) Sean Stewart. We need to talk about Sean. We can talk all about Sean. He looks he looks like a dad. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, he just looks like he, like a goofy cosmetic dentist who like makes a lot of money and like thinks he's fly or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's just got, he's got a weird vibe to him. Um, well, this is why he has a weird vibe to him. So despite the fact that his dad is Rod Stewart, he grew up in George Hamilton's house. Okay. And to me, he's giving much more George Hamilton vibes than Rod Stewart vibes. How do you know that? Because his mom, Alana Stewart, was George Hamilton's... Oh, okay. Like, she broke up with Rod Stewart and then Uh, married George Hamilton. Ashley Hamilton was his half-brother. Like, and, and like, she and George are now divorced, but they're, like, the best of friends. They had a talk show together. Like, they hang out together all the time. So the, the male in his life, I believe, was George Hamilton okay that he lived with when he was like a teen and stuff and that's why he's wearing a turtleneck and has a big old tan and yes yes he looks like mini george hamilton yes okay so he is kind of a dad yeah 100 (laughs) percent. i'm i'm sort of here for it like i was like strangely attracted to him plus i'm loving that both he and spencer are making me feel so much better about my body and my life choices as to what i put into my body um they like i both of them like we could share clothes we could hang out together i'm very much here for it yeah i i could see him being more attractive than he was in this scene to me he i mean he wasn't doing anything for me um and something about the like longer hair with the turtleneck and the leather jacket it just oh i I mean honestly basically he is a crystal ball of what scott disick is going to become yes yes (laughs) like he should really be a cautionary tale for scott disick yeah i mean i by the way i i looked up because I was curious to know what he is up to these, like how he makes his money. Sure, um, yeah. 
because I have only know him from being a famous person's son and from Sons of Hollywood, which was on, I think, in 2007. Okay. And it was him and, um, oh, what's his face? Um, him and the Spelling Kid, Tori Spelling's younger brother. Aaron. Aaron Spelling. Uh, no, no, no. Aaron's always Randy Spelling. And Randy. I can't remember who the third per- guy on it was, but it was three, like, Sons of Hollywood, obviously. Okay. Um, as far as I know, he hasn't done anything since then. Looked it up, and he hasn't. And his jobs are listed as model, which that <laughs> ship has fucking sailed, um, <laughs> songwriter and TV personality. And the reason he's a songwriter is he wrote the theme song for Sons of Hollywood. So he wrote <laughs> one song for 14 <laughs> years ago and was on one TV show that had one season and I think maybe eight episodes. So he's also fully living off his parents. So he's a crystal ball for Brandon Lee as well. As well. Yeah. Crystal ball for a lot. He's a cautionary tale for quite a few people. (laughs) And also, I don't know if we said this earlier, but I'm pretty sure they were at Tau. Okay. Um, I thought I read something that said where they were because after the episode, you and I both Googled whether or not they really dated. And I think somewhere said where they filmed and I forget um in it they say it showed a sign in the episode and it said like buddha bar and this and that but i'm almost positive they were at tau sure um and i really i don't know what it is about audrina's scenes but i was just like i don't care about this conversation oh because nothing happened i mean it was silly and dumb and it was all for the show and you and i looked it up and it really was all for the show they never really truly dated so again it's like eh, whatever Right. So we learned that Audrina is obsessed with her dad. She thinks he's the best and she wished she had gone for a guy like her dad, but she went for bad boys all the time. Gunner is so cute. And then all of a sudden they start doing martial arts in the middle of this restaurant, which is culturally inappropriate as well. But um, well, and that's because Audrina did martial arts as a child. Sure. And he wanted to see her martial arts moves. So. I was shocked. I couldn't believe that Sean Stewart is 40. Like, I was shocked. I look it up. I thought, like, he was way younger than me. And he's not as much younger than me as I thought. But I was shocked that he was 40. Well, he looks like 60, so. Well, he never, um, I mean, I he was never cute. Like, even when he was young. Like, he wasn't, like, in his 20s, I don't, I mean, he was thinner. I will say, when he dated Adrian Maloof, right? That felt yeah. more, that felt, like, appropriate to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so then we watch Brandon <laughs> and his cheese board, his prepackaged cheese board, get oh into his Porsche. First of all, and he puts he puts the cheese board in the Porsche trunk. I could not contain myself. I could not stop laughing. Something about that just set me off and like I lost time. There's nothing cool about putting a prepackaged cheese board in your trunk of your Porsche. Nothing. Well, there, there also isn't like, why are you shoving everything into the, the teeniest, tiniest trunk I've ever seen when you're parked next to your other car, which is a Range Rover? Like, why wouldn't you take the Range Rover? I don't know. And so then he picks up his girlfriend, Daniela, and does he blindfold her right away or later? No, pretty much right away. And I'm like, and I even tweeted about this. I'm like, it's not enough. We have to wear fucking masks everywhere. And I'm going to be put a fucking blindfold too. Yeah. How many scarves do I have to attach to my face for you, dude? Right. So then we see him pull over and they get out of the car 
We see the fucking cheese board again. And this is where I tweeted that the cheese board deserves its own SAG card because they (laughs) zoomed in on it. So it got so much screen time, this fucking packaged cheese board. And they pull over, not even in a particularly lovely spot. My husband said, is that a parking lot? (laughs) It was. Yeah. I mean, it's like a parking lot with a view, I guess, but it was not like a nice place to sit. Well, I mean, I believe it was a scenic overlook like we have here on like Rock Creek because there was little, I mean, there was a little parking area. I mean, yes, I guess the view was pretty once they showed the mountains and everything, but I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like LA could do better. And this is where he talks about like the, how am I going to pay for my house? Like I was really worried the work wasn't coming in, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he tells her that she's the most amazing person he's met in his life. And then he has the caveat of when I'm not thinking about anything else. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, when you have zero distractions, then you're really into her? Like, what the fuck does that mean? What it means is that he doesn't know how a real relationship works. His dad was never there for him. And he is constantly searching for, like, he needs to be loved. And so he is love bombing this girl because he needs her to love him. Yeah. Yep. And then he says that he wrote her a song. And I was waiting for him to like go produce a guitar from somewhere in that teeny little Porsche, but he busts out a Bluetooth speaker and just plays it instead. I was, I'm here for it. I like the song. I was here for the song. I didn't think it was bad. My husband asked if it was Christian rock. <laughs> um, I can see that, but I'm, I'm here for it. It did sound a little Christian rock ish because if you like replaced certain words with Jesus, it could have, it could have worked pretty well. It could have. Yeah. And then in, so I guess they get back together, right? That's the takeaway. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming not living together, but like at least dating again. Sure. Um, And then in the final scene of the episode, Spencer is yet again, my hero. And he's lounging in bed, eating a pot pie. He is eating a pot pie. I lived for this. We've got Heidi and lingerie and Spencer eating a pot pie. It's everything I needed. Yes. Um, my favorite is that he then spills pot pie on himself and says to Heidi, can you bring me um, a wet cloth or just a pot or just a bib? <laughs> um, I also like that. So is this implying that they just had sex? That they're about to have sex. They're about to, because okay. he says he's like, "What's this about?" Because she shows she take. They had sex last night. That's when she took the pregnancy test that morning. The morning that we're now watching, <laughs> and he, that's when he was like, "It was what?" It seems like it's been twenty four hours, like whatever. Um, and then they have like their very big come to Jesus talk about well, you know Heidi's like, "I feel old. I'm upset. Whatever." I don't understand this for multiple reasons. Like number one. You are wealthy. Do fucking IVF. I know. I had the same thought. I mean, I have wealthy clients that don't even pretend they try. Like, they'll tell their doctor, oh, we've been trying for a year. When they haven't, and they just do IVF. Like, they, I mean, you've got the money. Do IVF. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And Heidi says that she might want two more kids, which Spencer seems like, I mean, a little shocked, but okay with. I will say, though, that I wrote this, that Spencer's actually a great and supportive husband. I, like his speech to her was great. I agree. He's he told her to stop being hard on herself. 
Yeah. And he was like, we're in a pandemic. Like you're under a lot of stress when your body's under a lot of stress. It's harder to get pregnant. Do not beat yourself up. This is not a failure on your part. I mean, like he's a really good husband. So I talked about this with a friend the day after the episode. And I said, you know, like at the end of the day, Heidi did pick the right person for her. Yeah. Like they really did. Like they, they lost friends and they went through some stuff, but they have stuck with each other through thick and thin. They have been rich. They've been broke. They've been rich again. They have a baby. Like they, they were in it to win it from the beginning. But these were the scenes. And this is where the, the person sent me the picture where Heidi's face looked the most like a, yeah. Yeah. It was a little scary. Also, I would think that there's gotta be like a fertility clinic out there willing to like sponsor Spencer and Heidi or like put them on a pamphlet. Of course there is. Of course there is. Yeah. I'm surprised Spencer's like a fancy Malibu doctor. Spencer doesn't know them, you know, won't hook it up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I don't get. And again, because of that fact, I think I'm wondering if this is, I don't think it's totally produced for TV, but if Heidi really wanted to be pregnant, they could be pregnant by now. I know. Yeah. And it's been like nine months since this was filmed and she's still not pregnant. So like something I, you know. I think it's also, she just, I think she does love being a mother that much. Yes. I think she also, it's her role to play on the show or so she feels. She's the mother. Of course. Because because we don't see Audrina's kid and we don't see other people's kids. We only, we're going to see Gunner, right? Because we already know that, but. Honestly, full confession when Audrina started saying stuff about her daughter, I had completely forgotten she had a child. <laughs> Kira. Yeah, but no, I know. But until she said it, I was like, oh, that's right. She's a kid. Like, I completely forgot. I know. Yeah. It's it's definitely like Heidi's thing to tout on the hills. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then we got scenes from the season, but they were actually pretty scattered. Like They were scattered, but it makes it look like it's going to be great. Like, it looks yeah. like there's going to be a lot of fighting between the Wallers and the Pratts. Um, there's going to be, um, some fake Brody Audrina shenanigans, I think. Um, we got a couple episodes of, I mean, a couple glimpses of some fun stuff. Like they were playing like that. I got these for my nephews. There's like giant, like gerbil balls you can get in and like run into each other. Oh, nice. Um, and like Justin Bobby playing golf. So I think we're going to get some light moments as well, but I think it's going to be a really good season. I'm in, I'm in. I'm very in. Um, all right, guys. Well, we should have actually made this disclaimer at the beginning of the episode instead of the end. But as you can see, we said at their, our last episode, we were going to do Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. In between that, like literally like a week after we recorded that, they announced that they were bringing the Hills back. So we thought, well, obviously we have to do the Hills. So as long as the Hills is airing, we will be continuing to do the Hills when the Hills ends. Then we will pick up Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. I'm guessing in like August, probably. Yeah. Like, I can't remember how many episodes last season of The Hills were, but I would think at least like 10, 12. So this will probably take us through the summer, I would think. Yeah. And we are going to do our best to, um, I'm going to live tweet every week um, that when the episode airs, um, we are going to record for you every week. Um, uh, Hopefully, I I am, well, you don't need to know this, but I'm moving. I will, the reason we couldn't record this Thursday is because I had to go to the gym. I will soon be able to go to the gym in my apartment building. So hopefully we'll be able to shoot you an episode within a day or two yeah we're gonna try for that yeah um so thank you for joining with us and on our journey on the hills new beginnings part deux 
Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.